All right. Welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. I'm Nick here with Amelia Forzak. She's the CEO and founder of Pithy Wordsmithery, which is an incredible company that helps basically authors write, publish, and market their book. And so we're really excited to have her. She's had an incredible growth as, as a business since starting it. And thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Amazing. So maybe give the audience a background on exactly what your service is and you know, what type of authors you maybe service or, or help. Yeah. So we help people write books and uh, we work with authors who are at all stages of the journey. So sometimes people come to us and they say, people really tell me I should write a book. What does that look like? Uh, and then other times people say, I wrote a book, it needs some work. And then it's kind of um, a wild card from there, figuring out like what that looks like. And um, so I've grown the company over the past, I think 12, 13 years. And half the business is just book services. So we do ghostwriting, manuscript evaluation, developmental editing, uh, and then everything that a publishing house would provide to help authors self-publish. So copy editing, proofreading, cover design, interior layout, ebook conversion. And then the other side of the business is marketing. So we also build websites and we do email marketing, social media strategy, ghostwriting for social, and all of the things that authors need to do to promote their brand and business. Amazing. And you walk us through the business side of things. I'm a, You've been doing this a long time, and I would assume that a project like this is not quick. Um, all those steps sounds like maybe a year-long process. I don't know. But yeah. maybe walk through what the challenging parts were in like operating a business like this. Uh, when you're when you're first starting out, yeah. So when I started the business, it really was um, kind of a solopreneur situation. I had a few freelancers help with some things that I couldn't do. So I had like website developer, graphic designer, but I was doing just about everything else. And then we, when we were growing, I got to a point where I was like, okay, it doesn't make sense for me to do this stuff anymore. I need to be paying like a bookkeeper. I need to be paying other people to do things. And at that point, it's kind of like, well, if you have to teach someone how to do something, you're like, that's your operations, right? And so I, I think I um, I had had the business. I mean, honestly, like, I, so I had a, my daughter in 2017, and it probably wasn't until that point when I realized I'd really created more of a job for myself than a business that could function without me. And so after I came back from that, I realized that I needed to grow and scale the company um, in a way where things could get done without me having to do them. And um, we really just built out a lot of things from there. So that was where we started taking on more clients, doing like more marketing projects and um, people who needed help with books where um, it wasn't, I specialize in ghostwriting. I used to do editing, but now if there's an editing project, I give that to someone else. So all the little things and it just brought in a lot more freelancers and clients and from there, you know, as you know, the operations got more complicated. Yeah. So it sounds like now you have a team, like I'm assuming you just have all these vendors that you go to for specific things they're best at. Is that um, how you would explain it? Yeah. Yeah. There are contractors. So we had um, at our biggest, I think about 30 contractors. Wow. And so I know it's, it's a lot and they, a lot of them are working like every month. And so it's a lot of people working, the teams dispersed, not everyone's met face to face, people are in different kinds of roles. And so it did get complicated really quickly. 
So figuring out the processes of how should this work was definitely a thing that we we really were focusing on in the past like year or two. So we start to um, offer a new service package and it's like, I knew how to provide those services, but now that I'm having someone else do it, how do I teach them to do it? And how do I document it in a way that is going to be something that they can reference? And if they don't work out or they like leave, how do I bring another person in and teach them the same thing without having to take all this time to like re-explain everything? So how did you do that? So you are these in like Word docs of training documents or how did you do that? Yeah. So we realized we needed an SOP for everything. So instructions on how the thing is supposed to be done. So we started putting those together and a good way to do it um, was like, okay, as I'm explaining it, we're going to write this down. And then as you're doing it, you're going to take notes on how to do the thing. So whatever the thing is that's happening, like we need notes on it. Um, And we also started recording everything, which has been huge. Like in, in this Zoom right now, you see my Otter Pilot is in here. And that's, that's been like a total godsend to have a recording of every call, because whenever you're explaining something, you have a transcript of it. So you can just copy and paste that into a training document or keep the link if people want to listen to it. And it's just like, it's been so much, it's been so much easier. I honestly don't even know like how I was operating before that. Yeah. It's um, documentation and SOPs is like step one. And every company goes through it where they're tired of retraining someone new or someone important leaves. And that stuff ends up saving you so much time as, as a trainer, you know, especially when you're onboarding new vendors all the time and are working with different freelancers. So that's like absolutely critical. And then people don't realize how valuable, like not just writing these things down are, but recording and like notes and all of those things that can just be sent to other people is save a dramatic amount of time. Yeah. Um, we, we also learn that from the client side because we do a lot of it's like um, it's basically an agency. And so our clients will have questions. And a lot of time was going into explaining the same thing to different clients. And so we realized we really needed to have like email templates for these answers and how much time that would save our project managers if we did that. So we started building that out because like for the book process, there are so many questions. Like people have so many questions for self-publishing. And to have all that knowledge live in your head, like you can get there, like our people have that, but if you can just send it in writing or send a video where it's like, it's so much easier, you know, like people are like, what size should my book be? And I'm like, let me just send you that video, you know? Yeah. yeah frequently asked questions, expectations, what, whatever. And that minimizes like all the questions and emailing and back and forth that they ask you. Yeah. Now, outside of, of that, you have all these clients, do you use, like what tech do you use on the back end, if any, to, to manage these things? We got Asana for project management, I think two years ago. And that's been amazing. We didn't have project management software before. And that's another thing where I'm like, I don't know how we lived without it. Like with a small team, it was possible. But then when it was like, we've got 15 clients going at a time, we've got 30 people. How do we keep track of all this? So we're using Asana and We've um we've developed like a a way to just keep it organized. So we have what we call as a new client template. And we took a project in Asana and built it out with all of the tasks for every service that we provide. So if somebody has our self-publishing package, there's like 40 tasks in there for things that need to get done. And every single task in the description has a little blurb about how to do it. And then it links to the resources on our G Drive that have more information or have the email template. 
And we also have them in order of when they need to get done. And we have a custom field that we added for, for progress. So like, is it client delay? Is it internal delay? Has it, is it on track, whatever. So like you can, and it's all color coded. So you can look down and see, we're very organized. Like we've come, we really have come a long way. So, and then I have a person dedicated to just keeping it on track. So that was another thing that um, helped us with the, just managing the software because some people are good with the, with the software and some people just like can't seem to get the hang of it. And so we took someone who is really good at project management operations and we have them manage it internally and be like the center of the wheel for our team. And then we have a client facing person who doesn't have to do all that because they're really good at just managing things with the client and talking with them. And like those two people work together. It's absolutely, I think it's critical to have someone operationally minded to, to run those things. Like I'm similar to you. I'm very creative, great at the business side of things, all of that. But um, sometimes like the listing out of processes is not my strong suit and you need someone who can keep Asana in order. And those people are like lifesavers. Yeah. Yeah. It's helped a ton with project management. It's also helped with, um, with tracking leads. Mm-hmm. And so I, we get, a, I do a lot of sales calls, like a few, several weeks sometimes, and then each one needs a follow-up. And so I put those in the leads folder in Asana and put them all as tasks. And then we've got different different folders within that project where it's like, uh, needs a quote, quotes been sent, we're in follow-up, or it's like a long-term follow-up or it's a dead lead or a close. And they're, they all have different priority levels with due dates. Like everything has a due date. That was a big thing too, where it's like, you can't just add it and like, let it hang out because that's another thing where it's like not that helpful. So it needs to be assigned to someone with a due date and like a next step for like what's supposed to happen on that date. And that's really helped us with managing the leads. That's perfect. And um, what have you found helpful? Because sometimes clients, the ball's in their court and they drag their feet or something like that. Have you come up with any ways that are helpful in getting clients to do things? Um, We did. Yes. So client delays, that was like a big problem that we had with self-publishing because with like just the nature of the work, there are so many different people on the project and the timeline is really short that if something's late, it can get really screwed up because like, say we have a proofreader who is holding like 15 hours to proof this book on these two days and it's not ready to be proofed. They don't necessarily have availability to do it a couple of days later. And that could push it back like two weeks or something like that. And so we have a call with clients ahead of time now. And we have a whole spreadsheet that we show them of these like 40 things that need to happen. And we say like, we're going to go through this like step by step, just so that they understand like all of the things that are happening on the back end. And then when we tell them that all this stuff is happening and like one little delay can actually like cause a much bigger delay on their end and make, make it so their book doesn't make the pub date, then Mm -hmm. things have gotten a lot better since then. Super, super smart. Yeah. We're huge fans of like setting calls with clients ahead of time because it forces them to be there in front of you and go through that. And then we're huge proponents also of using a tool like Asana. We use monday.com, but it's the same thing. And we also use it as our sales CRM. So when deals close, we can just move it straight over to project management. Everything's templatized, tasked out in order. And then you can just all work out of Asana and it's that central place of truth for all your employees, you, um, everything, especially as like a business owner who you can't do everything. So for you to go into Asana and see what's holding a pro- uh, client up, 
or anything is like invaluable and allows you to not drop any balls, forget about this client. Like none of that happens rarely anymore when you do something like properly set up a sauna. So I'm impressed by the way you, you guys have set that up. Well, it's funny because like, it took us a long time to figure this out. And like, as an entrepreneur, a lot of it is just like trial and error, you know? And it wasn't until I felt like things were very, like turning into a cluster, right? Where it was like, we're growing so much. We doubled like year over year, a couple years in a row in terms of like clients, revenue and team members where I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Like if somebody had just told me, like, if you're going to scale, like get this in place first because it really did feel like we're like building the plane while we're flying it. Yeah. And real quick on growth, like how were you guys able to grow year over year at, at, at that rate outside of just really excellent project management? That's a good question. Um, you know, I really, I think before that I was kind of scared to grow because I didn't really know how to handle it, like to be able to delegate things and build the team. Like I was always like at capacity for years. And then finally I just hired more people to handle things and train them. And so it just started, we also started doing marketing, like, which I'd never really done before because I was scared to, to grow it. And like, ghostwriting is sort of like, or at least it used to be like sort of this clandestine thing. You couldn't really talk about it that much, but I really proactively tried to get out of that and um, have it be something where it's like more of a writing partnership where we want to be able to like market our clients and help them and talk about projects because it's better for them. If they get more traction online, it's better for us if we can talk about the projects. And so I just shifted the way that we were, you know, starting to have that relationship with clients. And then all the more marketing online just made like a huge difference. Like LinkedIn is our biggest uh, way that we get referrals from people and we get like DMs for new projects. And by just like posting about our clients and like tagging them and talking about things like that, that's just how it grew. Yeah. But we're actually very similar because I get a lot of leads from LinkedIn as well. Very underrated platform. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, sometimes it's just mindset. And then I don't know if you went through this, but when I was growing our business, it was like, I was afraid to let someone else do the work because I thought I was the best at it, which might be true in some cases, but there's only so many hours of it of the day and you just can't scale that way. And so as soon as I started hiring and forking up the money to pay someone, it the business grew a lot faster. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think systems are a part of that too, where it's like, if you can get out, like get it out of your head and get it on paper, someone can actually like follow your instructions, right? 100%. So. <laughs> 100%. Well, um, do you have anything else you want to share with the with the world, maybe about your service or um, you know about operating a, a, a business before we jump? Yeah. I mean, I, I think like just in terms of being an entrepreneur, it's totally like, it's a journey. And I, I think I was at least five years into owning my business when I was like, wait, what's operations? Oh, it's everything that's not going well, you know? So it's like, just, it's a learning curve, but um, yeah, the business is in a great spot now. We love working with authors. Um, so if anybody listening is interested in writing a book, check us out. It's Pithy Wordsmithery. And we just launched the Authors Club. And it's for anybody who's interested in just like dipping their toe in and seeing if maybe writing a book is for them. Like if you, you might want to write a book, but the thought of it kind of makes you also want to freak out, like join the club. Like that's our club, like emotional support, education, get it done. 100%. 
Well, appreciate your time. This has been super valuable and interesting and a lot of respect to you for building all of these things out in, in your business over time. And I'm happy you guys have gotten to where you're at and will probably continue to grow. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.